0: This is Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. I'm Parker, that's Brendan. Uh, like and subscribe, follow us along on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Playlist, no Apple Podcasts, Amazon, <laughs> the whole thing, All the whole, whole nine yards. Um, yeah. Today, we are figured we'd kind of talk about something that is uh, near and dear to my heart in a long <laughs> way um i yeah there's literally no other way to put it other than toxic fandom
1: i have been waiting
0: for this <laughs> yeah it has been we so first of all you and i have had these discussions a few times a lot of times um, yeah and partially because it drives me up the wall um and interestingly it drives me absolutely bananas um, but you have far more uh, stories <laughs> about experiences with it. So That's fair, yeah. Um, so maybe you've just learned to cope
1: better. Uh, I don't know about coping. I I, I just uh, there's a so much of it is I don't know how to I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, or to combat it, or to ignore it, or to any of it. It all just
0: buries itself, like, right here. (laughs) (laughs) festers. Well, and so I I think that's a a good point, is that um, part of the reason we decided to have this discussion was not (laughs) in public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It wasn't because we felt like we had or have the right answers uh, or or a way to deal with this um, or even how to... Help people with you know dealing with this. Um, it's mainly just that we're trying to figure it out. Um, this is similar, I guess, to the art versus artist conversation. Of yeah. Um, this di- this this affects us a little bit more directly. Definitely, right? Definitely. You know? um, and it's something that uh, again, there's no exactly right answers for. Um, it's not something we can just. No.
1: And 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 I don't know. And then we're, we'll try not to use a lot of. Uh, hearsay and other broad stroke, again broad strokes we, we try not to like a lot of this stuff is we've dealt with yeah it's all personal experience yeah absolutely. so we'll, that's just where it's coming from so you know again we're gonna get into this but it, you know if some of you guys are defenders of that stuff and they're coming at us and they're like well you don't know i'm like we don't we but, don't but this yeah. is but this is in my experience in our experience this is what we've dealt with
0: yeah, and, and I think that um, the other side of the coin is, too, is that guaranteed, uh, there's there's plenty of people I know, um, good friends, you know, that, that have done things like this, or maybe literally done one of the things I am going to describe. First of all, that doesn't mean I'm talking about you necessarily. Um, but secondly, I think the big thing with this is, um, and something I've kind of learned, um, uh, is that it's very, very, very easy to be guilty of these things. Um, and that I've spent a lot of time being guilty of these things yeah. and realized, um, you know, I literally as I've matured, um, but as I've seen other people do it, uh, that I hate it and I don't want, uh, to do that to other people yeah. and that, um, so this is, isn't a, um, admonishment either. Uh, I think, you know, people are at different areas and points in their journeys and, um so yeah, I don't want this to come across as judgmental either, but mainly just uh we need to figure something out as people that are fans of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I I think to start it out, uh I wanted to talk about kind of what I love about fans um and and fandoms that are um large or you know supportive or <laughs> cultish overall. <laughs> um is I you know, I got involved I, I, I love Star Wars when I first saw Star Wars, but you know I think the first time I went to a comic con or heard about it, I saw the guys the 501st. Yeah, and I thought that was so cool. Um, you know, like that's a army of stormtroopers in real life. Yeah. Um, and the costumes look amazing. And yeah, yeah. um, you know, I've I've heard unfortunate things. Uh, in some cases about that group. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, and even you know as now, as an adult, um, that that loves things that in a lot of cases are meant for kids. Um, it's great to see what passion about a thing can inspire and and, and, and what people do with that. And, um, you know, I, I was doing some research about this um, and uh, there was a bunch of Frozen fans that campaigned uh, to get Elsa a girlfriend in the sequel. Um, and that just seems... You know, maybe a little strange uh, that a bunch of, you know, adults are yeah, yeah. campaigning for this. But ultimately, um, that's a force for good. You know, like uh, Disney has been really weird about putting um, same-sex relationships into their films and especially their films meant for kids. Um, and, and I think uh, fans putting themselves out there and making it clear that this is something that people want. Yeah whether or not that actually changed anything in the final film which obviously it didn't yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the very least they um, other fans can see this and go you know I, I'm not alone you know yeah, or yeah. Uh, the yeah kids
1: that it's not alienating
0: yeah absolutely oh, yeah um, so the there's also the brown coats um, it's uh, uh Uh, that's the name of the Firefly fans, but there's actually been, um, uh, sorry, the Browncoats Redemption was a fan film that was made for charity, but made by Firefly fans that were disappointed with um, the fact that the show got canceled and that maybe they weren't as happy with serenity or they they didn't feel like the story was done, you know? Um, And I think that that's, again, seeing what people do and uh, what people turn these things into. I'm not a fan fiction reader personally, but you know, (laughs) There are people that do that and um, uh, clearly it turns into something. You know, like the first thing that comes to mind is someone wrote fan fiction for Twilight and it turned into Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) You know, maybe it's not exactly a force for good. Um, But at the very least, you know, she was successful. She became a author. She published multiple books (laughs) and turned into a very successful film franchise. You know, like uh, being a fan of something is inspiring and it, it gets people places. Unfortunately, <laughs> half the time those places suck.
1: This episode is um, going to just be the biggest butt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I
0: decided to wear a Rick and Morty shirt today. Uh, just because, like, this is a movie podcast. We're going to talk about movies, but I want to touch on Rick and Morty really quick. Um, just because uh, it is the perfect example of toxic fandom to me. Um, partially because. I think some people can kind of gatekeep the fact that, you know, Star Wars is meant for kids or, or at the very least has children in mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned Frozen already. That is a kid's movie. Um, Rick and Morty is not. It is squarely aimed at a more adult audience. And now, granted, there is some immature humor in there. And I'm sure that there's plenty of 14-year-old boys that love it just as much as I do. Um, but, but it's definitely not a kid's thing. Yeah. Um, so I thought on some level that maybe there'd be a little bit of separation there um, but Rick and Morty has some of the most toxic fans I've ever seen um, and it's it's really upsetting to me um, because I love the show I love the creators um, uh, it's kind of right up my alley um, but the I don't want to be associated as a Rick and Morty fan you know wearing this shirt is impossible I don't wear this outside anymore yeah. um, so so you're just going to put it on the internet putting instead. it on the internet <laughs> Um, but it's it's tough because you know there there was the whole Szechuan sauce thing. The, oh my god! Um, it was a it was a write off joke in one single episode of Rick and Morty that McDonald's picked up on, and they were smart and they embraced it from a marketing point of view, and they decided to do a Rick and Morty theme tie in thing. Uh, but it was going to be limited time, limited edition, and there is video after video after video of of grown Road men man. acting like lunatics. In various McDonald's establishments. Why? <laughs> Ugh. So, anyway. I, I, my point is, is that people being fans of this thing has actively ruined the reputation of the show or ruined part of the show for me. Yeah. I can't enjoy it as much because I know that if I mention I am a Rick and Morty fan and I try and talk about You're gonna it. you get lumped in. That's what I get associated with. Yeah. You know? Ugh. Anyway, I need to touch on it really quick.
1: No, it's good because I think that's a good, like, the lumping in part is a a big deal. It's a huge deal. And it's a big one for me as well. Uh, I am, again, we're a movie podcast, but at this point, maybe this is a pop culture episode. Sure. Uh, I am not a fan of the Big Bang Theory. Okay. I'm just not. I don't think it's funny. I I, I think it's, uh, I don't think they're laughing uh, with you. I think they're still laughing at you. Uh, as nerds, you as, mean? nerds. Like as-, as people who like pop culture yeah, things yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't think they do us any kind of service or I any help and i think i if people find value in that show more power to them i will never ever discourage that um but when uh you know i can i can go anywhere and, and when people find out i like comics i immediately get oh you're 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 like the Big Bang Theory guys.
0: Oh, yeah. You're like Sheldon.
1: I'm Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I hate it because at the end of the day, no, I'm what I like to think a, a high-functioning, like a, a normal-functioning human being in society. Yeah. And those guys are just not. And, again, yeah. I'd like, whether I whether I I don't want to assume that they have social issues or whatever like that, they do. Yeah. Right? But I, I, I don't – regardless of whatever the problem is there – I don't want to be lumped into that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I just don't. So it's really tough uh, to to, especially how widespread this stuff is now. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. like Rick and Morty is such a big thing. It the is. Big Bang Theory is such a big thing.
0: Is it still a big thing?
1: Is it still on? It's on syndication, but there's like a Young Sheldon show and some shit like that. Yeah, but like it. the main show's done, right? It is, but okay. I, I mean, it's it's still unfor- like I I would the, it's the the holy trinity is is. Is Big Bang Theory, Game of Thrones, and Walking Dead mm. in terms of that time to bring to really push uh, nerd culture into the the forefront of that stuff. Yeah, I would say yeah. those would be the the, the the three pillars there to get us across the line. Totally get us across the line. Like it's it's weird. Even now, I, I'm hesitant to say us. Yeah, because uh, I don't I don't want to be associated uh, with that stuff because I don't watch. It. I I I like Game of Thrones ish. <laughs> different episode. Yeah, yeah different yeah. topic. Not a big Walking Dead guy. Obviously not a big Big Bang Theory guy, but like yeah. the X ex- and this maybe segues and something you might have, but there's an expectation. There's an expectation that because I enjoy these things that I have to like those things. And well, why don't you like Big Bang Theory? They're just you.
0: That is ugh. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's interesting too, just because um, probably previous, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, nerd culture was sort of all grouped together. Yeah. um and so there was a point in time where it suddenly became okay to like these things and that there was um we're not like there was never okay to like these things but um but it definitely used to be you know there's a reason that there was uh the stereotype was nerds got bullied you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. um nerds were losers at school um so it became more okay the you know the uh general populace embraced certain things sure but it to a point where the nerd culture broke off. So I remember as a kid thinking that if I liked comics, well, I had to like computer programming, and I I don't nothing about that, yeah. you know. But I I still sort of felt like that was kind of part of my culture, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. my identity. Um, and so it, it, since it is broken off into, it's more a little more okay to just like comics. There's a little more okay to video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, but. But there is a. I have a weird gut reaction to like. Well, those are still my people, you know, like that I associate with, and I've tried to make friends with the IT guys at work or whatever, (laughs) uh, and they want nothing to do with me. But, um, but you know, I'm like, oh yeah, but these are the people that understand me, right? Um, And and again, I I, I'm guilty of the same thing you just mentioned. Like I I'm like, oh, these guys are IT guys. They clearly will understand where I'm coming from, and they're like, no, like what? Get away! Yeah, you know, and so yeah. I end up being the weird one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's effectively what we're going to be talking about today. I, I guess I just want to launch us straight in by talking about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, Pull the bandaid right off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to because I, I think it's first of all, it's still one of the things that is it has a massive fandom. Um, the fan base is huge, and Star <laughs> Wars is unique in that it has been around for fifty years um and that fan base has been around 50 years so i know people um that truly did like i grew up with star wars but you know i know people that have truly grown up with star wars watched the first film in theaters as a kid yeah um you know enjoyed star wars as a kid brought luke Skywalker action figures to school and got bullied for it you know um so what i find interesting about star wars is that there is so much gatekeeping in that community um, because, uh, I think it's partially because people were again, bullied, They you know, they, they were made fun of for liking star Wars. Yeah, they held it, they held it down. Yeah. <laughs> and so now that it's become a little bit more accepted to embrace and publicly acknowledge your love for that thing. Um, now they're like, well, hold on. <laughs> you know, like you guys can't, I paid my dues, you know, Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I got, I got swirlies and i got shoved in lockers for this <laughs> stuff you guys are just walking up yeah and i have such a huge issue with it because ultimately the only thing that's going to make star wars survive is having new fans yeah so by forcing people out you're not helping anything like i think the toughest part and then i think you kind of uh breached it a little
1: bit there is uh there's like an ownership yeah Right, so they think it's theirs, and it is. I'm not taking that away. Like Star Wars is, if Star Wars is your thing, Star Wars is your thing, but you don't own Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars doesn't owe you anything. Uh, You know, you you willingly spend the money, you willingly go see those movies, you willingly line up for toys. Star Wars isn't forcing you to do anything. Absolutely. You know, but so when you when you think you've put enough money in that you think that you're paying off a Star Wars mortgage, <laughs> <laughs> then there's a the little bit of like, oh, you can't just come into my Star Wars home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but that's exactly what it is, right? And it, it, But the more people come into your home, the more that home has to evolve and you're just – that's where I sleep. Yeah. And I'm just not used to that.
0: Well, and so I'm curious for your experience with Star Wars and maybe this is – Maybe I'm going to put you on the spot here, but I I know that, um, you weren't, uh, like you've said to me multiple times that the sequel films aren't for you. Um, uh, and that you feel a little bit, sorry, am I misrepresenting that? No,
1: no, I Um, think
0: you're right. But you feel a little, um, maybe not abandoned, but definitely like, uh, it's not the same, um, uh, universe you grew up with it's not the same
1: it's a bit i'm a little bit it's honestly star wars that's a little bit complicated you're right in the sense that yeah they're not made for me uh with me in mind uh but what they were going to be was you know like there's uh i i had been riding the line where I, i just wanted something different from star wars sure right and there's a hint of that just a huge hint of that in last jedi yeah which is my favorite of those three so here we go already. Yeah. Taking hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it just reverts to being safe. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nostalgia baity thing. And I get it, but I'm like, I have, but I have six movies of that already. I have the original trilogy. Uh, those are never going to go on. Those are never going to get touched in any kind of way uh, that will ever knock them down off of, of the pedestal that I have them on. Sure. The prequels I enjoy, I have a lot of nostalgia for them because of the time period and what I get to experience as a, as somebody who could spend my own money, yeah, 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 you know? <laughs> like, yeah that's totally. a, that's a neat thing. So there's, so I needed, I needed, you know, I needed the movies to evolve with me, mm-hmm. and they don't do that, and they don't do that. Even the the good ones, Rogue One doesn't do that. It kind of gives me a little bit of a, a different feel. Yeah, and Solo is a safe movie again. And am just like, yeah. I've seen those movies, but what you guys teased me with in Last Jedi, what I could have gotten is what I wanted. Yeah, so it's not movies for me twofold because they made movies that were safe and were for to bring in younger generations to to sell toys and all that stuff, which is awesome. You're right because that franchise lives and dies with new people. Yep, You're totally. Two, we're 50 years in; people are starting to go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like you need you need the new blood, but at the same time, you had an opportunity to keep me mm-hmm. around with new and
0: fresh product, and you didn't. And I think that's part of the problem is that you can do <clears throat> both, right? Yeah, like, is that it, it, it? It's upsetting that it feels like there has to be that that we're picking one or the other. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think that the the last Jedi erasure that you have in uh, Rise of Skywalker is disappointing. Yeah, um, because it just feels cheap and you know hollow. Yeah. Um. Uh. But you know, I I find the Star Wars fandom so interesting because um, the sequel hate is. Insane. Um there is thriving communities um that talk about this stuff. Uh, still. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a board on Reddit called Saltier Than Crate. Um (laughs) yeah. And it the whole thing and they and they still regularly post it on. And it's just sequel hate. Sequel hate after sequel hate after and it's just them being like, Oh, I can't believe they screwed this up, or I can't believe yada 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 yada. didn't
1: screw anything up, guys. Yeah.
0: There's a (laughs) um there's a famous, or I don't know if he's famous, probably not even. Um but I've heard of him. Uh in uh, I think I believe his name is Mauler. And he he's talked about uh the sequels before. And I believe that his uh critique of The Last Jedi, um, which is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. You know, um I think it is on YouTube, it's nine or ten parts, and it runs <laughs> about fourteen hours. And that's just so Unbelievable to me, as someone that is actively putting out content about <laughs> movies and spends, you know, like our stuff is what an hour and a half a week about this. Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Um, but it's one movie. Yeah, and and you think you have enough to say that's like <laughs> six times that film's length? Do you think? Do you think
1: going back to to nineteen ninety nine and two thousand and five, we'd have the same problem for the prequels
0: if the internet was as prevalent? I don't know. I think I think the prequels are an interesting case study because um
1: the revisionist history on the prequels now blows my
0: mind. Yeah. That I but I think partially what it is is it's uh it's my generation. Sure. Um I grew up with the prequels, you know? Like I watched uh Phantom Menace in theaters and I remember I think it was that birthday because I yeah. I I share a birthday with George Lucas actually. Um <laughs> Uh, and so it came out like two weeks before my birthday or something, and my mom gave me a Jar Jar Binks mask, a rubber mask for my birthday, and I loved that, <laughs> loved it. Um, and you know, like I, I was in some ways the target audience, right? Like I, I don't know, I was eight. Yeah. Um. So, uh like I have love for those films just because of that nostalgia because sure. I grew up with them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's my generation. The people that did grow up with them and truly watched them yeah. when they were 12 and under, basically, um, uh, they're never going to hate those movies. And so I think it's just those people are now becoming more and more vocal about, oh, you don't understand Hayden Christensen. <laughs> uh, there's nuances here that you're failing to see. There's not. Like, <laughs> you know... He did a fine job. Um, it could have been better. Yeah. You know? And there, there's so much there. Um, but you're right. It's it's a revisionist history. It's people that are like, oh, yeah, people love these from the very beginning. No. No, uh, there's lots of problems with those movies. Yeah. And then I remember prequel hate being such a, a, a
1: thing in pop culture. It was so popular to hate on the prequels.
0: Yeah, sure. You
1: know? So, so like so the idea that all of a sudden people are defending the prequels because of the sequel hate? Uh, yeah. It's a, it's it makes your argument. It makes me want to hear your argument less. Yeah, absolutely. The credibility
0: goes right out the window. I I find with Star Wars in particular too, there is a tendency to um everyone worships at the altar of George Lucas. And and don't get me wrong, he created this world. Um yeah. and and George did a lot of good things with it. Yeah. My argument, which is potentially a hot take, um, is that he should always have been a a writer and the creator and never a director. Yeah. Um I think that you know um you get um force oh my god new <laughs> hope what am I saying I just said force awakens uh new hope and you get empire um and they're not directed by George. No, um, new hope is. Uh Okay, Jedi sorry. and Empire. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> Empire. Then, yeah, is, is in, in like, and like it's a better movie because it's not directed by him. Yeah. He directs all three of those prequels, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's exclusively his fault or anything, but I do think that someone, I wish someone had told him no. I wish there was moments where it's like, eh, George, take a seat. You know, like it's yeah. because he's not the only one with good ideas. Um, you know, he was behind the Hayden Christensen decision, um, which again, the guy was fine. Um. I, I think they could have got someone better, sure. uh personally. Um uh my uncle once said to me, like we were sort of chatting about it, and he was like, Man, Heath Ledger would have been a uh around that age. Uh and I was like, Man <laughs> That would have been great. You yeah, know? The
1: thing is with it, it's tough though, uh, know, if we're gonna we're gonna talk about George's faults, it's just it's not like the rest of that movie is cast poorly. Like You're he's not exactly a an actor director. I mean, he yep. got bad performances out of Natalie Portman. Yeah. And, and in, even in some parts, even McGregor. Nope. Incorrect. That's <laughs> incorrect. There's a, there's a nope. couple of points that revenge of the that I could have. you can do no wrong, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's not like a better actor would have helped. I, I don't think I agree. Yeah.
0: There, there's other problems there. Yeah. Um, uh, attack of the clones is brutal, Oh, brutal the whole way brutal, through. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's been lots of stories about George Lucas, and I- I've seen the behind the scenes or various yeah. special features or whatever. And it's, <laughs> um, it always shocks me about how uh, nonchalant he is about certain <laughs> things. Like, it, it, he seems like the kind of guy that he's like, okay, we're going to do this scene. And then they do it. And he was like, sort of texting. <laughs> while it happened and he went oh yeah that was great right We're good. you know and not that he doesn't care about star wars he noticeably cares about star wars yeah, yeah. but i also just think there's certain things where he's like yeah oh, was fine yeah, yeah I'm attack of the
1: clones of was done in one take
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie yeah, whole movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so um star wars is tough and so i i have an issue with people worshiping in the altar of george lucas dave filoni's taken over a lot of that mantle yeah uh, with lucasfilm and um, and I think that you know, like people look at him as the anointed one. He was the one that George was okay sure. with as a successor, and yeah, yada, yeah, yeah. yada yada yada. Um, and then anytime anything goes wrong with Star Wars, it's it's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. And yeah. then anything time anything goes right with Star Wars, it's oh well, thanks, thank God, Dave Filoni <laughs> was there. And again, don't get me wrong, the guy has made good choices. <laughs> I I'm happy with like I love Ahsoka. I, I think that yeah. her inclusion has helped Star Wars yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and and I'm happy with the decisions they're making in terms of TV shows generally. Um, so I'm not saying he's an idiot, but I am saying the guy's not infallible either. No. Um, and and it's it doesn't make any sense that people blame Kathleen Kennedy when everything goes wrong and then it um, promote, yeah, Bologna. it's
1: a, it's my biggest problem. Uh in modern Star Wars is the cherry picking of fault blaming. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, like at the end of the day, uh I just I don't I don't get it. I like if why why does Kathleen pick her spots? Yeah. You know, like if the Mandalorian is awesome, it's it's Filoni and Favreau yeah. all the way. It's oh, it's cause they didn't allow Kathleen to get on set and do things like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Boba Fett fucking shits the bed and he's just like, well, Kathleen forced her way on set. Yeah. And, yeah. Right, what, are you, like, what are you talking about? Like it's the leaps in logic is insanity Absolutely. to me. Yeah. Like it, it, with the amount of content you're putting out,
0: it's bound to be good and bad stuff. Yep. And, and like the blame can fall on everybody. Th- and that's the thing is that <laughs> and Kathleen are both executives within Louisville. <sighs> yeah. Um, Filoni is a creative executive. Um, So theoretically, he should be more responsible for some of that. So don't get me wrong. I credit Feige when we talk about Marvel uh, stuff. So I I do think that Filoni deserves portions of the credit. But the fact is, Kathleen's his boss.
1: So (laughs) at the
0: very least, she deserves the credit for putting him in that position and then making sure that he can continue to do his job properly. Yeah. Right? Um, So... Any time Filoni succeeds, he succeeds because of Kathleen. Yeah. And anytime time fails, also because – like, that's how being a leader works, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and it, it bugs me because I, I have a hard time getting past the fact that there's so much misogyny on the internet. There's so much misogyny in Star Wars. It's because she's a woman, you know. I have a hard time thinking that that people are are giving her a fair shake, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I truly believe they made a lot of poor decisions. I yeah. think um, something that I personally lay blame at Kathleen for is the fact that she didn't put someone in charge of the sequel films in terms of a creative director yeah or didn't take that over for herself yeah um i liked the idea of doing three different directors for the three films that you still need a one out. cohesive story but you need something cohesive and they and she didn't enforce that yeah. um and so that's that's on her yeah. um now granted as far as i'm concerned filoni should have been the one doing that sure you know whether that was her like she failed to put him in that position or he failed to step up for it either way, it seems like he would be the one that he, you, he's the natural extension of that. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, she backed off from some of that, but they've done lots of good things too. And <laughs> the, the fans fail to, again, the Filoni was anointed by George Lucas. So therefore the guy can do no wrong. And that's just ridiculous. That's
1: ridiculous. And, and I think for me with the, with fans taking out Kathleen, the misogyny, you mentioned, uh, you know, they'll be the first people to tell you that that's not the case. But th- sure. their actions and the arguments are st- completely the opposite of what that is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the Star Wars stuff is interesting too because there has been a history of actor abuse and backlash throughout this whole series. Yeah, it's not new at all. Um, So Ahmed Best, who's the Jara Banks guy, got... Like he was suicidal, I believe, at one point yeah. because of all the abuse he received. Um, Jake Lloyd, who was uh I Anakin. still institutionalized. Oh really? Yeah. And and he hates Star Wars. Um, he you know, at least with Ahmed Best there has been a um an olive branch or like a rebuilding of that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing uh the game show thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he is involved with Star Wars still yeah. and he has come to terms with it and has been sort of welcomed by the fan community yeah. again, you know. Um, so that's great. Jake Lloyd is really, really sad. He's the um, young Anakin in uh, Phantom Menace and was bullied for his role in that to a point where, again, he hates Star Wars. And you said institutionalized.
1: Yeah, at least for a point. I don't know if he's still there, but he was before.
0: Um, Kelly Marie Tran uh, played Rose Tico in The uh, uh, Last Jedi and in Rise of Skywalker. and Just barely. Um, yeah. Um, and was just... You know, like forced off of social media. Basically, yeah. she left Twitter yeah. because of all the harassment. Daisy was the and, same way. Daisy Ridley um, got
1: forced off of social media
0: temporarily. It brutal. Like, yeah. and and I don't understand why fans think this is okay. Um, Ryan Johnson too. Like yeah. he, the guy is noticeably a Star Wars fan. Um, he, yeah. he wrote this incredible um uh message to the uh, about the prequels. Yeah. Uh, about uh the the enduring legacy they've had and and the um amazing job that George did with advancing technology and mm-hmm. uh and you know the story's incredible it is yeah um whether it was executed properly mm-hmm. but like the story itself is amazing um it, and so I, I don't understand why these people get why why fans feel like it's okay to abuse the people that have tried to yeah deliver to them something amazing and
1: then, and it's it's so strange again with uh, Ryan Johnson especially i'm a big Ryan Johnson guy but uh, so it's going to be in defense of him, but uh, we want to talk about broad strokes. This is the idea that, you know, a, a dude makes his vision of a Star Wars film and yeah. all of a sudden he hates Star Wars and he's a bad director. Yeah, totally. That's insane to me. Absolutely. Insane to me. And I think most importantly, I, what I've gleaned from a lot of my experience in the last couple of years with the Star Wars thing is like his headcanon is the most dangerous thing. mm. You know, like at the end of the day, we had thirty years to write our own Luke stories in our head, sure, and how that was going to be. And one guy made a movie about how he thought it would have been for himself, yeah. And there's basically castrated for it.
0: Well, and <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, a not unrealistic take on how no, Luke would have gone. You know, like not. It, it's pretty, it's it's pretty human how the like Luke's arc in in that film, um, and in the like the implication before yeah. um and uh and it, it fits the Skywalker yeah. uh, family you Absolutely. know like it's
1: it, to be, it's weird i you know you this might is going to spark a lot of conversation with an, whoever but like i think the decision he made with luke was the most luke decision he could have made yeah i think i think i think if you look at those first three movies and where he ends up uh he makes a lot of Luke like decisions to get there.
0: Yeah, totally. And I,
1: and I don't understand. Like, I get it. He's your hero, and you want to see him do flips and stuff with a lightsaber and kick some ass, but
0: <laughs> And that would have been great. Like, don't get me wrong. I would have enjoyed yeah. him doing flips for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's an element of Luke that I, you know, I maybe grieve. I wish we had gotten. We get a little bit more of him in the Mandalorian stuff now, too. Um uh, but um uh but like ultimately i don't need the same stuff like yeah. with that we're talking about going going back to tatooine we keep mentioning this in recent episodes where <laughs> we you know let's stop going back to tatooine yeah um let, let that's something new the characters should be able to grow and and change and evolve and um what i find interesting about the harassment though is that um uh these all of those people are vocal star wars fans or were um uh you know grew up with it like daisy ridley's my age yeah you know um she definitely loved star wars you don't get into movies uh you know as as a 30 year old and not love star wars it's just not how it works you know um at the very least, even if you're not a, even a big fan of space movies, you know, <laughs> um, you, you love Star Wars because of the enduring impact it's had. Yeah. And, and the. Anyway, what I find interesting about it is they are all Star Wars fans and people that want this to, to succeed. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford noticeably hates Star Wars. <laughs> Bring him back. Um, but he's. Keep he's, bringing he's, him back. He never gets hate for it. And no. I understand, like, it, it's a bit of his brand, the grumpy old man kind sure. of thing, you know? Um, but Alec Guinness is the same way, and those guys are still revered. Now, granted, I think the difference is, is that, you know, Kelly Marie Tran was in a bad Star Wars movie, and she yeah. was a bad character. Yeah. And Han Solo's amazing, but not a bad <laughs> character. But... it. It's unbelievable to me that they um, that there is fans out there that look at people that noticeably love Star Wars and are trying their best they can and they go that's not good enough you're a bad person and then they look at Harrison Ford who's like I came back because I got paid <laughs> or Alec name? Guinness
1: who basically is like these aren't real movies pay me yeah yeah I will only Absolutely. show up as a ghost
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and those guys are still working you know like. Uh, so, I, I don't get it. Um, the other thing is, beyond the abuse and asp- those aspects of it, um, I have a hard time with Star Wars like fan conventions and stuff, too. Um, I visited D23 uh, with you, actually, for yeah. the first time. And I was excited. Really, really excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, granted, I think part of it is uh, you had told me about it and uh, some of the expectations ended up being a little bit off yeah. um, partially just because of the massive upscale and in, in terms of number it's, of people yeah. and how big this event has become since the last time you had visited. Um, but the other side of it was the, the people I saw there were people I was, they weren't fans. I was interested in, in interacting with. I like it, it became so commercialized and, and soulless. Um, you know, I, I look at, again, I mean, I mentioned the 501st again, um, those guys always struck me as as people that were passionate about this enough to learn how to do a whole bunch of different yeah. things. They learn how to sew. They learn how to you know make stuff out of plastic. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a better way for me to put yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but they they learned a whole bunch of new skills just to be able to yeah. show up in a in a costume that's dope. Um, and and I didn't see any of that. I see people hoarding collectibles and i see people um that are uh, just trampling other people for free stuff yeah totally um and you know like i've talked to people that refuse to believe i'm a star wars fan unless i've spent x number of dollars yeah. on merch or the, uh, there's like a
1: there's like a test you got to take yeah and you got to show credentials and then you got to show a whole bunch of
0: things to get in yeah it's like a purity test it's insane yeah it's dumb. Um, and I don't get it. And I feel like I should be able to identify as a Star Wars fan, even if I haven't, you know, gone to Disney and yeah. been to. Yeah. And again, Edge. this
1: isn't, this isn't like an overall thing. This is just in your experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah. yeah and, yeah, yeah. but the thing is, is, I've done, I've done the same, not with D23. I've been to Star Wars Celebration a couple of times. Oh, sure. And, you know, and they, uh, I had a couple of instances where they started giving out these collectible pins for the amount of
0: panels that you would go to. Okay. So, so like, if you visited multiple panels, you'd no, get like, more w- pins? No, like,
1: even, like, yeah, uh, a certain panel will have a certain pin. Oh, okay, okay. So, all of a sudden, these panel rooms start filling up, and, I, I, like, I've mapped out my, my day. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the, the Fantasy Flight 1 for board games. Sure. And I'm going to go to one for toy customizing. And uh, so I'm like, these are really niche to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't get in. Wow. The lineup is, is is out the door for people lining up for pins. So, like, you get into the... Like, I think I get into one of them, and I uh, and I get a pin, whatever, which I trade off later. But I'm all the way in the back, and then 10 minutes into this panel, people start leaving. Because they're not interested in they're the panel. Because they're not interested in the panel. Wow. <laughs> so... You know, again, it's just just feeding this weird thing. Uh, the last one I went to was in Chicago, and uh, right at the front, right at the front of the entrance, they were giving out like bags, like uh, like tote bags. Oh, sure, And, yeah. Like ziploc bags with like Star Wars things on them. Okay, cool. And they, uh, you know, we were we there's a there's like a couple of a couple of ropes to like stop people from going in and wait until the thing. But people just started hopping them. Oh wow! Like ten minutes before letting in, and just trampled the, the the poor one, poor one lady that's standing by all these bins of free things. Wow! Just to get in, I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. What totally. are we doing? This is
0: insane. It's just a tote yeah. and some ziploc bags. You know, in my experience at D23, is um, I had some issues with how it ended up being managed. Uh, some of the line control and stuff was a little bit ridiculous in that, um, you know, I like I had stayed up and uh went to a particular panel, didn't end up getting in the panel. We decided, screw it, we're gonna go and uh line up for some to get some pins and stuff. So we lined up at like four in the morning or whatever the hell it was. Um and then we get pulled over to the general hall. Um and then we end up realizing that it's sort of just a still a a general line and that their way even though we've been standing in line for a particular store for a while, their way of handling it is we just get brought to a any of the random doors and <laughs> me, it's the first person there yeah um and so there was various ways they could have handled some of the line control and stuff better and unfortunately i found people devolved into animals because they knew there wasn't rules for anyone yeah i mean yeah, um, yeah. i think that people would have been far more okay with there being rules if the rules were applied uniformly you know um and so it, i'm not saying this is a fans issue this partially that was a um no. event issue and it was a Poor event management. Yeah. Um, but it, it is very strange to me that that ends up again the purity test aspect and the you need to have merch. Well, it, it's
1: the it's the three for me, right? Like, and it's, this is not Star Wars particular, but Star Wars is probably, in my experience, the biggest, the most guilty party of it. Oh, sure. Is they prey on the big three, which is uh, ownership,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that purity test, yep, yeah. and FOMO.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right? And and at the end of the day, it, it, they all tie together. It's their thing. They have to keep proving it's their thing. Yeah. And they do that by the amount of stuff that they can acquire and how sure. much they know. Yeah. So it's this vicious cycle that these companies are feeding into and these shows are feeding into. Yeah. Uh, and that those three things make it imp- it's an impossible barrier to break for a new person to kind of get in. Yeah. Uh, if you run into it. Obviously, if you kind of ignore all of that stuff and kind of enjoy Star Wars for what it is, especially if you're like a six-year-old girl and just really like Rey, you're probably not going to deal with that as much. Yeah. But man, as like a, a, a 17, eight-year-old young woman trying to get into Star Wars and, and being able to go on the internet and deal
0: with that stuff, Yeah, I can imagine that being just so hard to get through. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. At D23, I was in the uh, one of the conference halls for um, uh, Disney Plus panel when it was first announced. Um, and so they announced a whole bunch of shows. I think it was coming out in four or five months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's. Anyway, um, they announced the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. Um, and Kathleen Kennedy is there and she brings out Ewan McGregor and the whole place is, loses their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that sort of energy, I loved that. Yeah. And it's funny because ultimately that panel ended up not being that worthwhile because we watched trailers and they were they were cool but they were released online immediately mm-hmm. um so the only thing that that panel provided was the opportunity to basically breathe the same <laughs> air. Breathe air in the same room as you and mcgregor for half a second yeah and they did for a number of shows they brought out various people so like the cassian Andor show that they've announced um they brought out diego luna yeah, uh, yeah. and i think two dick was there as well um, but like a lot of these shows with bigger names they brought out these people and I'm like, "Oh, great, it's That's cool pretty neat. to see yeah. them." Um, same with Falcon the Winter Soldier. We had Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan nice. there, you yeah. know, and I, I I like some of the celebrity side of it. I love those actors. Yeah, yeah. So I liked seeing that. But again, they walk out and then they leave. Like there wasn't like a Q&A with them or anything. Um but those things i still loved about fans because everyone's losing their minds yeah you know? that's like, great um and and it's the, the the energy and the passion is exciting um but you push that a little bit more and then it's <laughs> too much you know um i we've talked many many times about the mcu uh, and i love the mcu yeah. um uh, i love those movies and um i've been a big fan of, of attending those shows, um, like the midnight or they're not midnights anymore, but the, yeah. the very first show we can get to basically, um, you know, uh, I watched end game, the very first show I could get to. And, um, and the energy is different. Everyone in that theater is, is jacked. To yeah. Um, and the, there is multiple moments in that, in that movie where people lose their minds and there's, Lots of people that make fun of the MCU fans for the stuff like that. They're like, "Oh, they're clapping in the theater. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> the actors can't hear you." You know, um, uh, but but I love some of the, that energy. The the uh, climax of Endgame uh, with the portal scene opening. Oh up, yeah, where and people just like, or when Cap picks the up the theater, hammer and well, yeah. like, so even before that, <laughs> yeah. the portals start opening up and people are like oh. you can just feel the tension in the room. Yeah, picking yeah. Up. And again, it's dumb. I get it. It's I not, though. But I love it. It's I not dumb. It. That's the thing. People being excited about something they care about, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, it's you. That's oh. the problem. See, you thinking it's dumb is you being trained to think that it's dumb. And I literally it,
0: have goosebumps right now just thinking and about it. And it, 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 it <laughs>
1: absolutely is not. I'm not a guy that hoops and hollers sure. at those things. But I love it. The idea of, of of people getting excited for it—that's great, man. Yeah. Love the thing you love, totally. So the I, I hate the idea that you think it's a dumb thing. Well, and again,
0: I say it partially to like hedge my bets with some of our audience, you know. Um, uh, and I understand why certain people don't like it. I guess, yeah. Um, and again, I'm not a hooting and hollering guy either. Yes, but, you are. Um, well, not generally. <laughs> Not in a movie, typically. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, But Cap picked up that hammer, and I, I squealed for <laughs> sure. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, like, it, it, there's just nothing that compares to that. And again, that's what I love about fans, and I love that about, um, uh, that passion. Um, I happen to work in an office that that overlooks a particular part of downtown. Yeah. Um, and a few years back, there was a during one of the comic cons, they had brought the. Uh, opening parade by it and it, and so anyone can show up and so there's various um professional entities you know like the comic con people themselves that have dressed up and there have various things or or groups that will assemble and they'll um I know that there's like a Ghostbusters fan club or whatever sure, yeah, so yeah. they arrange to have a chunk in this thing but anyone can just show up and walk with them if they're in costume and stuff yeah, yeah. you know um and I remember watching this and thinking this was su- super cool and they uh the, Frayed was kind of walking by these windows from my office, but for half an hour. And my boss at the time, uh, he was looking at this, uh, from his office and he looks over at me and my coworkers and he goes, these are adults. (laughs) And that's the kind of behavior that makes me go, Oh, right. Yeah. Like this isn't totally okay. And I like turtle a bit, you know? (laughs) Um, but uh, and and that's the reason I'm like, oh, it's dumb, you yeah. know. I hedge my bets a bit, but at the end of the day, I love it. I I can't get enough of it. And so why? I think my problem is is why do I have to have that the 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 passion and the excitement, while also mixed with people that think Captain Marvel is a bad movie because Brie Larson doesn't smile enough, <laughs> you know? Like, come on, why do these people coexist? Like. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, it, I've, I've only recently fa- like found out that there are toxic MCU fans. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I've never, I've kind of stayed away from it a little bit, and only recently, and then it, it's kind of taken, it's kind of weighed on me as well. Sure. Uh, again, I, we've talked about this before. Like, I like those MCU movies, and I probably would like them more if I if there wasn't, like, a weird pressure for me to like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you weren't the comic book <laughs> if guy. If I wasn't the comic book yeah, guy that, yeah, yeah. that had to love comic book things, yeah. I probably would like them on a better, like, in a, put them in a better light. But, man, the, the pressures to, for them to 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 not just like them, but for me to accept them as good. Yeah. Uh, or, like, really good. Totally. <laughs> There's no in-between. They're all fantastic. Yeah. Uh, is insane to me. It's, and we would strange. say that word a lot to the, to the insane and mind-blowing and but not, not i even dealing with it for as long as i have i've been reading comics since i was 13 sure. i lived through everything uh-huh uh and it's still hard to wrap my head around
0: why it exists the, the toxicity yeah and and i think that's part of the problem is that there's not necessarily a, a reason um I mentioned right at the start of this episode that I have been guilty of some of these behaviors sure. and um, I've definitely done gatekeeping for, yeah. you know, nothing I can really think of right now. Um, but there's, there's an ass when you make something a part of your identity, you don't want it to be just handed out to anyone. Like, especially if you worked for it, you know, you did X, Y, Z to, in order to identify yourself as, as a fan or, um, I, uh, and an easy example that doesn't totally make sense but um is if you're if you learn to play guitar you say i'm a guitarist you know that becomes a part of your identity sure. and that's a, a, an important thing to you um and then someone walks up and then just takes your guitar and just starts hammering on it and goes me too i'm also a guitarist <laughs> they're like well no i've put in you know literally thousands of hours to learning this instrument this is a part of my identity yeah. you can't also claim that same thing i have yeah. without putting in that work
1: yeah
0: and so i i see why people do that but again at the same time you're not first of all you're not making any friends this way um <laughs> and that's the thing is i found i've i've alienated people more often than i've you know like it doesn't do anything if i say well you know i'm a star wars fan because i've done xyz yeah well so th- what no one's patting me
1: on the back <laughs> you know like the hypocrisy of it is insane it is really insane to me yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. like uh, going back to the mcu stuff it's just i remember very very distinctly finishing the first avengers movie sure and then that end credit scene yeah uh and i mean i immediately uh the the lights go like thanos turns around yeah credits start rolling and uh without without exaggerating uh, I sit in the back because I like the back parts of the theater without exaggerating more than 50% of the theater phones are out and they all Google the same thing <sighs> who's at the end of Avengers who's the purple guy who's yeah, the purple yeah, guy because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see the pictures all show up Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, everybody's Googling the same thing uh, which I have no problem with sure totally. right? you want to know that's a weird thing to have at the end of a movie yeah. and it, there's no lead up to it or anything like that and you just don't know and then you get into conversations with MCU guys and then they'll be like well no that's actually part of the comics and it that's supposed to happen. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know. And then I'll be like, well, but they do these things, and that's not the conversation like, yeah, but these are a different thing. That, you can't pick and choose that again. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's the same argument that you're, you're, you're cherry-picking your answer or you're cherry-picking what counts and what doesn't count to, to, to validate your place in this. And I'm, the whole point of the conversation is not to, not to question your place in this. You yeah. have a place in this. We're all in the same theater enjoying the same movie. It's cool. Yeah. Totally. Man, I'm not I'm not telling you you can't enjoy that thing, but you're telling me that I should be
0: enjoying it in a certain way. Well, you know, and it's funny <laughs> you mention that just because I've been guilty of the thing you were complaining about <laughs> multiple times. And literally that <clears throat> exact same example. So I had no idea who Thanos was at the end of The Avengers. Sure. Um and and I've liked comics for forever. I haven't read a lot of comics. Sure. Um and so had no idea. I remember asking a guy uh, at the theater that was a comic guy. And he was like, yeah, that's Thanos. And he's like, he's basically like Space Hitler, you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, cool. I'm on know? board now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, uh, like I knew the stakes, you know? <laughs> um, and so, but I remember then seeing it with some friends. And then telling them as if I had known for years. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. like, oh man, who's that guy? And they look at me because there's portions of my friend group where I am You're the, the most knowledgeable comic guy. Um, and so that has become a bit of a point of pride. I like that. I like yeah, that yeah, people yeah. ask me those things, you know? So uh, I have definitely, in some cases, got on my way to read comics about a particular character leading up to yeah. their TV show or their movie. Um, in some ways, it's just so that I can answer those questions some ways i i find i've i've, I've really got enjoyment out of it recently where i i end up um being able to i, I feel like i there's more depth to the, yeah. to the stories then and i'm like oh i see what they're trying to do yeah, yeah. unfortunately as you've experienced many times i think it also leads to more disappointment like there's <laughs> and there's chances they interpret a character in a way that you maybe weren't happy yeah. with. so um but but either way uh it's it, like it's so weird to me to hear you talk about that because again, it is something I absolutely did because I couldn't be seen as not a comic guy. You know, yeah, I couldn't yeah. not know. Yeah. Um, so I try and catch myself on those things as much as possible where I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like don't be shitty to people because <laughs> they don't know. It, and it's okay that you don't. Comics <laughs> have existed for 80 yeah. years. You it's, know? it's
1: a strange thing too. Right. Cause again, we, we, we both like those things. Uh, and you enjoy being the comic guy, mm-hmm. and it's something I've never. As for as much as I love them, which I do, yeah, I've never considered myself a comic guy. Oh, like I sure. don't. I don't go out of my way to tell people. I don't go out of my way to do like. There's a weird self awareness, and it's not like an ashamed thing. It's just it's sure. a thing that I've done on my own. Yeah, right. But I, in if if I was uh, broad, broad, if if I was eighty percent of real comic book fans, I would have I would have taken that away from you years ago oh yeah yeah absolutely you <laughs> years ago but there's like a self-awareness i'm like you know like we we do uh over the pandemic we did the marvel mcu rewatch yep and you yeah. went out of your way to graciously do trivia every week sure and uh it's and i'm like in my mind i'm like it's just the thing that parker likes to do so don't let him have it. like and it wasn't like an ongoing conversation it was just like an immediate like yeah parker wants to be the guy just let him be the yeah, guy yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, so totally. much happiness out of it you don't get anything being it or not it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect you. Yeah, totally. So just let them have it. And it, like I said, it wasn't like let them have it. Like I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right.
1: But like I, I, I remember, I some some somebody had asked us like, is, this, is it weird that Parker's like handing out comic book novels. I'm like, no, man, I think that's rad. And somebody else is doing it. And then it's obviously, it's the thing that I want. Yeah, is sure. If you want to watch those movies and then start reading comic books, that's exactly what I want out of these movies yeah. just for people to read more. And if I can see it in action right there and then, why would I have a problem with it?
0: Yeah. And I think that's the big thing and in, in where most fans need, or where I ended up realizing some of my more toxic behaviors, what do I want out of this? Um, because with the being the comic book guy, I want prestige. You know, I I I want to be seen as someone that is knowledgeable. But at the end of the day, no one cares. You know, the guys that have asked me about comic book stuff, they are asking because they want to know, but they could also just turn to Wikipedia. So, like And they do anyways. Yeah, (laughs) I am a yes, less useful Wikipedia, and that sucks. You know? So if I if my value, if my sense of self-worth is tied to the fact that these people are asking me questions that's a problem yeah. Um, because I am going to feel bad very quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, but you're right. It becomes about what do you want out of it? So if your intent as a comic book fan, if ultimately you want to draw people to this thing that you want to share what you enjoy yeah. with other people, then you are doing the right thing Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> letting me take over and, um, and do the trivia and, you know, um, uh, be the comic book guy yeah. for a bit allows us to be able to connect on comics. It yeah. allows you know lets me grow in my passion of them, um, and and so then we can have conversations about it again, as opposed to if you were to shut me down, none of that you happens. Wouldn't have that. Yeah, yeah, all you of know, it goes away. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I I think so much of it comes down to people are toxic to others because of a sense of. Um, of ownership but also a sense of inferiority like yeah the, they sure. that's that's what defines them and if without it they are nothing yeah um and and again it it comes down to what you you want out of it man um and truly don't get me wrong like i have said i have been a i have done these things i'm guilty sure, of yeah. doing these things um but it's it doesn't help
1: no i and the thing is, is, is it's not like i've not
0: been guilty of them i like
1: sports mhm No, the at the end of the day, sports fans, arguably, are the worst of it because they think it's normal. Yeah, it's normalized in sports, right? You, you, it's 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 ownership of a team. Yep. Everybody else is inferior, and it becomes personal very quickly. Yeah, very very quickly uh, to the point. Again, those those players get harassed, and all those family gets harassed, and all that stuff, and it's brutal. But uh, you know, but fan to fan, it's bad sure and 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 so i and i think i've been caught up in that for sure uh you know i used to live in vancouver uh and in 2011 uh, i'm a big boston bruins guy yeah hence the hat
0: i just assumed that stood for brand uh brendan (laughs) brandon god (laughs) i'm so excited to make that joke i said your name wrong (laughs) jesus (laughs) uh
1: and the bruins were playing in vancouver uh, for the Stanley Cup final and the Bruins won in game right. seven. And, uh, you know, uh, I could not wait to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and you know me, that's just not a thing that I do. Sure, totally. It's really... But, you know, I had... I had basically been eating shit for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leading up to this one game, and we and then you know, uh, see, I say we like I had anything to do with sure. anything that happened out on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I did. I like I, I did all my superstitious stuff, and I made sure that <laughs> I I did all the things I was yeah. supposed to do to make sure my team won. <sighs> uh, you know, but I got spat on. Ugh. I got I got I got you know, and I, I, with my with my friends, it was fine. It was it was playful, but. Vancouver set their city on fire that year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and they downplay it now, but I mean, they've been, you know, they've been to three Stanley cup finals uh, and they've lost all three. And then two of them, they've set their city on fire.
0: Yeah. Sports.
1: Right. So it's something I've dealt with all for a long time. And I, I think I've, you, you—it's hard not to get caught up in that, especially when you're younger. Totally, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the sports thing was the thing that made me realize it's not—it it, doesn't—it doesn't—it doesn't fix itself unless I remove myself from it. And and, and that's an It's a weird thing. Like I don't. I I still love my sports. Sure. I still yeah. Yeah, the, yeah.
0: But I don't engage at all. Well, it, you know, <laughs> and I think you made a point there about. Um, uh, Especially if you're younger. And I think that's a, a good point worth hitting on again uh, is the fact is while you are growing up, you are trying to establish an identity and figure out who you are. Um, So it's easy to glom onto things and go, well, I'm a Star Wars fan or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Bruins fan or, you know, like, and, and those become uh, essential. Um, and, and we've all been there. We've all been at a point where that seems important enough that your entire identity is defined by it. And you don't have anything else. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what becomes an issue is when people never grow out of that. Yeah. Um, where they never actually establish something for themselves. And again, you can still be a Star Wars fan for your entire life and that be part of your identity. Sure. Um, but it shouldn't be the only thing. And and other people also liking Star Wars can't shouldn't take that away from you. Yeah. So if you feel threatened because of the people also enjoy that thing, um, and it can take away your identity. You need more pillars for your identity. And I think it's really worth pointing out that we shouldn't uh, shame younger folks for falling into uh, traps like that. Mainly because it's hard <laughs> to figure yeah. out who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, and that while you're going through puberty and really that when all those things are happening it's easy to glom onto something and it's easy to just pick that thing and be like, "Ah, this is my whole thing. This is going to define me as a person. Um, And so I think what becomes important is that adults need to be the people that are, um, first of all, showcasing that that sort of behavior isn't all right eventually. (laughs) And then secondly, that you need to just be kind of okay with the fact that, you know, this 17 year old kid is going to define in his entire life by liking Star Wars. And yeah, we just hope he grows out of it. You know, just like <laughs> the rest of us do eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and I think it's people that fail to grow out of that that become the Rick and Morty fan that's screaming yeah. But you're and you're not, the and you're not asking
1: them to not grow out of it either, right? Like you can like you said earlier, you can love that stuff to the day you die.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't grow like don't don't stop being a fan of things. But the important part is, is that shouldn't be a core part of your identity. You should be able to stand on your own as as a as an individual, yeah, outside of Star Wars, yeah. Because again, what if Star Wars suddenly sucks? What if you suddenly decide you hate it? You know, yeah, Harry Potter. What if it Potter... sucks since nineteen ninety nine? Um, Harry Potter stuff because I know plenty of Harry Potter fans, uh, and the J.K. Rowling stuff. It is impossible or very, very, very hard to divorce that world from her influence and her making decisions to, um, be transphobic is brutal. Uh, and, and it has ruined that universe for some people. Yeah. Uh, so if that is the whole part of their identity, suddenly that's ruined or at least, you know, that's slightly taken away. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so again, people need to be able to stand on their own as, as an identity. They need to be able to be a person, you know?
1: Um, yeah it's a security thing man it's tough
0: yeah absolutely it's,
1: it is it's tough to 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 sit there and devote so much time again into this thing you know you put the, the 10 000 hours in yeah to be the expert or the the best part of that to, you can be and then somebody comes in and wikipedia something and now there's one word encompassing both of you yeah which is fan right and it's just like okay well i yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. You're allowed to totally, but you're you're not me. Yeah, and that's a that's tough. But at the end of the day, you and I disagree on a lot of stuff. But I'd rather have those conversations rather than just to be like, I'm just not going to hang out with you anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and and um, speaking of you and I, like I mentioned in a previous episode, that I just saw um, Seven Samurai for the first time. Yeah. And I started a movie podcast. <laughs> like I am a host of a movie podcast, and didn't hadn't seen Seven Samurai into the middle of filming.
1: Talk about uh, you know, like talking about putting yourself out there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just mean I I think that like there are there people that have seen more movies than me. Absolutely, yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't have a right to exist in this space either you no know, right? absolutely
1: and it's impossible to ask for people to know everything about everything yeah even star wars yeah there's <laughs> stuff you're just not gonna know man you're not you're not gonna be the guy yeah L- george lucas isn't the guy he not probably knows about less about star wars than anybody <laughs> at this point <laughs> you know it's just not gonna happen you're not gonna be you're not gonna be the star wars fanatic you think
0: you are yeah so and like really if you if you end up in this hypothetical world, if that guy ends up being number one, again, maybe you know.
1: But I mean maybe if, don't if, be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, if there if if there is a hypothetical where there is a number one, then I think we've we've failed somewhere when we're measuring
0: it. That's a good point too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> so. Um you know, and even even the number ones, like again, don't be a dick about it because uh, there's yeah. lots of people. There's a uh, guy that uh, collects things. Uh, he lives right near Skywalker Ranch. I'm sure you know of this dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, has a, he has the biggest Star Wars collection. Yeah, Ranch Obi-Wan. Ranch, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and as far as I've heard, that guy's nice. Yeah, he's, he's great. A, he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, that's great. He could be a dick. About yeah. It, you know? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, we that's don't... why
1: all those Jeopardy guys don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> They all look like serial killers.
0: You hear me, Ken Jennings? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look. You look like you caused trouble somewhere from somebody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Do you have anything else to add?
1: No, but I, I imagine we'll probably do one of these episodes once every like. 10 weeks just to get off our chest.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't see this being the end of it for sure. There was a bunch of things I still have written down here that we could have touched on well, and, there you go. and didn't. So yeah, we might, might do this. Unlimited content. Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll rename the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, see you next week.